Welcome to Fear the Boots Actual Play. My name is Dan, and I will be game mastering. This is Mary, and I will be playing Martigon Voigt. This is Doug, and I will be playing Emmett Miller. Hey, this is Wayne, I'm playing Wade Harris. This is Julia, and I'm playing Sky Voigt. So before we started recording, we did a recap of last time. I don't know if there's a short version of it to give, because there was quite a bit of information given on your next, now current job in the last game. So, yeah, we're going to skip the recap, Wayne. We'll get to keep Beethoven. And the prior episode, I think, was an hour 30-ish long. Hour 36 or something yeah, like that. So, yeah, so... 38. Yeah, if you need a recap, that's my best suggestion is... Uh, listen to that at two times or whatever because it's a lot so all right uh you guys short version is you are headed to a (coughs) don't ever apologize to me again (laughs) just do it right Uh, so you guys are headed to a planet uh within the midian system oftentimes it's all simply called midian because that is the capital world of coraster and that is where you have been sent to try and find in favor of saving the life of someone who was shot in the head. So, <clears throat> you guys have a bit of time while your ship makes that journey, because right now you're kind of at the northwest—excuse me—the northwestern edge of Coraster space, and you're now headed towards the middle south of the Empire. So. Do you guys have anything? We'll, we'll do investigation, but before we get to investigation, do you guys have any general projects you want to do during that time? I'm going to go ahead. Sorry. I say, yeah, because I think we did a lot of investigation already. Pretty much everything I could think to do until we get there. Yeah, I failed so, uh, spectacularly rolling for Matthias. Yeah. Well, that I said, wanted Wade, to spoogle some more. Yeah, Wade is going to start writing a novel. Okay. Uh, Wade, do you, you have a culture skill, don't you? I do. So, give me... What's your novel about? Um, it's going to be, like... Uh, I'm trying, I don't even know what genre that is, but, like, political intrigue with undertones of military. Okay, uh, so you're going for kind of a... Uh, James, not, uh, well, James Lavelle or someone like... Uh, who, who's the guy? There? Tom Clancy? Tom Clancy. Yeah. I'm sorry, I see what more I was thinking. It was like Tom Clancy or In something. In space. Yeah, okay, that's fine. So... Splancy. Splancy. Space Lancy, yeah. (laughs) All right, let's see how my progress is starting on this. Uh, That would be, that's a social? Yeah, you know, I'll give you you your choice between the two because it's a sufficiently structured book (laughs) that I think would survive being dry and factual. Yeah, Clancy does. Yeah, exactly. Clancy, Arthur C. Clarke, there are plenty of them where... Their intelligence leads their writing, not their creativity. Twenty-two. Goodness gracious, Wayne! Uh, I always do well with these roles that don't matter. Yeah, uh, that is okay, Uh, Wayne. (laughs) If you actually finish this book, it's uh, going to be very good. Yeah, you have like by the time you reach Midian, I'm going to give you half of this book is done, and the remaining part you've got outlined. If anyone could see this. Uh, they would be absolutely contemplating, have we finally had the great American novel <laughs> 2,100 years in the future? 
So yeah, you had an outlandishly good success on that. All right. Okay, does anyone else have any projects they're undertaking during the time? If not, that's cool, too. I'm just always offering the opportunity. I was going to work on my retrieval system I call the boomerang. Okay. Uh, give me an... I know you've got engineering of some type, don't you? Yeah, just generic engineering. There you go. Then. Okay, so intelligence plus intelligence modifier. So it's going to be whatever your base intelligence is plus a D4 plus whatever your... your it's just engineering. I'm guessing that's a D8. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, there's nine. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. So at thirteen, uh, how much do you have left on that project? Uh, it's half full. Half full. It's a so little pie chart thing. A little pie chart? Okay. Uh, and I didn't give you a coin requirement on that? I don't think so. Okay. But what did you write down in the middle? Two C O P T. You know, we'll go with no. Uh, so, um, you know what? I will actually give it to you. By the time that you get there, the system is effectively working. It's still got some kinks you have to work out over time. But I will at least allow it to always generally work. Okay. So I have two projects. One that's plot related. Okay. But my one that's going to be kind of ongoing is I am going to begin... A very long research path. I'm trying to find Mother Bassett. Ooh, okay. What skills you got? Uh, oh gosh, lots. I don't know. What do you think we would need for something like that? I have contacts too. So well, I say your contacts. I have two contacts that could help. So well, you also have somebody on your ship who yes, could help. Watcher. Uh, yeah. So you have a chunk of Watcher. But so. we have. So I have uh, my ex boyfriend, Alan Robbins, formerly Colin Jordan. And um, that's the one at the news network? Yes. So I have him as well if I need to pull contacts. But probably early stages, I wouldn't. Okay. And what skills do you have? Um, uh, see if we find anything relevant. I have intelligence. That, that's your <laughs> attribute. Thank you. That's an attribute. <laughs> uh, actually, not a lot here. Oh, well. Yeah. Let me see what you got. I mean, a lot I'll of my you. stuff is more military driven. That's why I used Matthias last time when hand I was hand athletics. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a ranged combat. So I was like, well, no, you got solar forum, but no, it's a ranged yeah. combat. Well, I was thinking like uh, intelligence kind of stuff, like military intelligence, but I, I don't have any skills in it. Engineering weapons, MacGyverine, athletics. Okay, so we'll let you roll through your contacts because of the fact that, yeah, you don't. You don't have a lot that's going to help you, as you noted, outside of the people you know. Right. But the people you know are going to have pretty good insight. Mm -hmm. Okay, so is there a particular strategy you're going to take to trying to find her? And I will tell you now, I'm not going to judge your strategy. I just need to know (laughs) how to tell the story. Oh, you're going to judge it. Right, yeah. Internally, uh, as a game master. Yeah. As me, oh yeah, I'm going to judge everything you guys do. The kind of judging. The kind of of judging you do. I'm going to start with silently in the corner. I'm assuming she is in super hiding, but not in channels that are like low class, right? But they're probably going to have the most information. Yes, that is highly unlikely. Yeah, but but they may have the most information. So I'm going to start bottom up. So I'm going to start with like low level people to see if they've heard anything or anything strange that could potentially lead to me going up the chain and finding where she actually is. I don't think anybody that I know or do I want to draw. I don't want to draw the attention of anybody higher than low bottom feeders right now. 
Okay, so you want to keep this really off the radar. I do, for now, until I learn more. Okay. I may put it more on the radar if I learn So you're looking for what, I guess, was in Mass Effect 2, they called the Great Unseen or whatever it is. Yeah. The, the people that are always there but nobody ever notices. Correct. Because they, okay. Like the urchins and stuff, I might hear stuff. Uh, but I would also need probably my black market contact. Um, but I don't know if he knows anything about the set. Let me see where I'm at. <clears throat> Yeah, I probably wouldn't know. He probably wouldn't know anything. So I'd have to go through Alan Robbins. Okay. Um, and Watcher, obviously. Right. So Watcher, because of the fact that he can, or it, can compute <laughs> at incredible speeds, even on limited hardware, uh, is going to help you by just sifting vast amounts of public data. Okay. So he's effectively going to run Spoogle from end to end, getting whatever he can from... Since you're trying to do slow hanging, yeah, yeah, trying to get simple information. Well, then so. we'll just start with him. That makes the most sense to okay. start here. Uh, and he has made a finding. Okay, well, we'll actually do the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, your character's name is it's Sky. What'd you ask? Mother Sky. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I was like, did he ask for my character name? I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I was asking for yes. <laughs> He knows it's a he knows it's a role playing game. There's, there's some huge just like fourth wall breaking. Yeah, he is so intelligent. Right, yeah. it's very yeah. meta. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah this, I was the, like, wait, what? He's the Deadpool of AI. Yes, yes that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, he's, he's Deadpool. He knows he's in a role playing game. He's the yellow game. text. He's boxes. not even just genre aware. He outright knows it's a role playing game. <laughs> he sends me emails asking me to change outcomes. No. Uh, I have found something that I believe is of interest, but if I were to disclose it, if you don't intend to actually find the mother, may it be dangerous to her? I intend to find her. Would you like me to give you the information or to expunge it? Can you give and expunge? I can, but after this conversation, I will never recall that it happened. That's fine. Can I, like, record? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's your own ship. I, it's your own damn ship. I mean, I'm assuming you guys... I'm assuming I can keep my own record yes, of this. Yes, well, and your angel is capable of recording yeah. and whatever. But, yeah, uh, what... In looking through portage data at various planets, I have found a track of genetic information that looks similar to Mother Bassett's in certain key areas. I think this is likely how she is hiding. That she may have changed her, uh, not biological markers, uh, or biometrics, just enough to avoid being spotted. However, there are immutable parts, or at least not safely mutable parts, of the genetic structure that keep showing up. Okay. I could continue tracking this, but if I do, I almost certainly will find her. Data expunged. Okay. I'm going to hold on to that. <laughs> I'm going to think about if we want him to pursue that. Okay. Uh, so now let's get to plot-related stuff. I know Doug wanted to spoogle. We'll start at Mary again. Mary, did you have anything related to this plot you wanted to do? I don't think so. I think I failed real hard at the one thing that I was interested in uh, last time. So. Well, I will allow you to re-roll. Okay. I'm still... I mean, I, 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 <laughs> you said that was so much. <laughs> it was <laughs> I was so sad. You're well, like, no, I was, failed was, so miserably. It was. It was. I think I rolled an eight, eight on three, on three D twelve. Like I just demanded you mow my lawn or something. 
No, it was just She's not Dragon's Land again. <laughs> so. um, but yeah, I, I mean, I need to borrow Matthias again, because I don't Okay, remember. so what are you trying to find? I, the medical records for Emilio. Like, anything oh. in his family history and stuff like that, or, or his own personal me- medical stuff. I got nothing more than his general background family stuff last time I okay. checked. Okay, go. I didn't roll an eight. Uh, that's a 18? 18, yeah, that, which is still, that's a pretty good, that's a damn good roll. Okay. So, Woo. all right. So, in terms of medicine, are you trying to find out his longer medical history, or are you trying to find, like, uh, are you trying to do a little bit more deep digging to find out what his current state is? His current state will be much harder to get. Yeah, I think uh, if there are any anomalies in his longer-term history, but then also, yeah, whatever details I can get about his, his current state of being. Okay, so as you look through his medical history, his medical history for this period in time looks fairly straightforward. He was uh, colonized back at the time that most people get colonized. Colonization referring to the implantation of the various biological and non-biological things in your bloodstream that keep you healthy and young. Uh, He, other than that, had a few minor problems here and there. The only thing that you notice that is off is at one point in his history, and this was about two years ago, he received something called the X-117A. So X-117A. Now, this was injected into him. You don't have any idea what this is. Like, this isn't a medical term you're familiar with. But he had something called X-117A injected into him. Hmm. Okay. You have the name of the doctor that did it. Okay. Then that is interesting. And I think we're going to pivot research in that direction just for her own curiosity, if nothing else. You said two years ago? Yes, two years ago. Two years ago. Oh, sorry. Uh, I have the doctor's name. Uh, is it anybody I've ever heard of, or do I know anything else? Like, I don't know that I would, but... Uh, Does his name come up in papers that I've read or anything? Your background is in... Genetics and uh, biology and putting people back together. Okay, but biology is on there. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'm going to set a lower threshold here for the role because i'm not going to tie us any skill just give me a general intelligence check i want to see if just you remember something but i'm going to give you a lower target number since there's no assisting skill that's a 10 okay 10 all right the name when you see it there's something about it that is familiar to you uh is this something you're willing to dig around a bit on i mean i'm not even saying like hack the NSA, but oh, yeah, just, uh, I mean, yes, yes. Okay, I, I, yeah, okay, I, I want to, I'm going to look into okay. it. Uh, a couple of things. When you finally realize who this doctor is, there are a couple things that immediately strike you as odd, which may be why you had some trouble placing this person in the first place. It's a woman by the name of Dr. Glenn, spelled G-L-Y-N-N, last name of Gertrude. For, you have never met this woman, but every time you have talked to anyone that has read her papers, met her in person, been to any of her lectures, uh, she tends to simply refer to herself as Dr. Gary, just because it's 
it's a way of kind of making her own joke about her name. Uh, okay. So, uh, but what you know about Dr. Gary, and the odd thing here is Dr. Gary's not a doctor of medicine. Dr. Gary is actually a doctor of uh, xenoarchaeology. Oh, that is interesting. This is not someone that should be giving medical treatments. Mm. Now, you don't know if the person will be present or not, but Dr. Gary does have an office on Midian. Okay. So now, you don't know if she's there or not, but she does have an office there. That's fair. It's actually Wayne's character from it is. the last... <laughs> it's still, it's a really confusing timeline. It's actually Wayne's <laughs> D&D character as being played by a Skies of Glass character in this setting. With a frying pan. It's very confused, yes. Um, I think, okay. He has a frying pan made out of a stop sign that he uses in the 42nd century. <laughs> Never mind. Um, okay. I think then if that, I'm like, because there's, if, if that's the easy to find stuff, I think I will spend the rest of the trip just sort of skimming through some of her papers and just reading some of the stuff that she's written. Okay. Uh, now... Uh, let's go to a technical skill because now you actually are attempting to interpret uh, what this person, what you can learn about this person at the academic level. Mm-hmm. You actually have to roll to read. Yes. Ah. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm assuming you can read it. <laughs> I just have Matthias read it to me. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, like none of us knows how to read because our angels read to us. Like, right. I'll get the new guy to come in and just read <laughs> read scientific papers to me. <laughs> um, her specialty mm-hmm. is primarily in uh, trying to understand the history of infectious disease as it has related to non-human species. Okay. That's primarily what her body of work is on. Interesting. Okay, Doug, what was, you had a, did you have something you wanted to look into on the way? Are you good? I wanted to, I'm going to ring uh, Sky up real quick on the intercoms there. Okay. Hey, Sky. What's up? Space time. Uh, yeah, space time, con- you know, <laughs> spacey stuff. Spoon. <Spime>. Yeah. <laughs> We're having a spoon meeting. <laughs> How well do you know, uh, Brooks? Uh, I mean, not personally well. I know how she fights. Can I've you... never had tea before, if that makes sense. Okay. Can you find out if her number one guy is still with her, or? Um, I probably can. Okay. I probably can. All right. Sky, I have another gun question. <laughs> <laughs> Don't point it at your face. <laughs> no, he's been the entire trip. This leg, he has been asking questions for his book. His book. You are his reference on <laughs> guns. Ah. On guns, got it, got it. Okay, <laughs> but I'm very happy to oblige because uh, I like talking about guns. Who else are you trying to pull into your project? Um, I think that's it. it's like the guns he doesn't know enough about to. He wants to get it right. Hmm. I also fix a lot of his str- military strategery. Uh, yeah, I was also <laughs> going to comment that every time you're either working on this book. Or, like, drafting out notes in the lunchroom. I uh, hide. Uh, you also notice Archimedes <laughs> is never around. 
I'll like walk in Fair. with an empty coffee cup and just leave. Yep. There's a whole lot of Grandpa Simpson <laughs> goes to the. I have to uh, be in the mood to Bordello, answer your questions. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> As a figure eight at the door, walk in, turn around, grab your hat, back off the hook, and walk out. Um. So my plot. Well, I'll. I'll I'll chase that one down, but I'm also going to get a hold of Shark, who is my black market dealer, uh-huh. and see if I can't get more information about the gun that was used. Like, if there were any recent sales, because we did say it's a rare one, right? Like, it's not widely it's a, used. Okay, so I got you know, actually this. I could use Shark to explain this to you. Uh, let me real quick pull up one note here and look up what I got on Shark. So my my thinking was, if this guy's still out there, he may try and stop us from doing more yeah but, the, but shark may let me know already okay. if he bought that gun or you know i might be able to find the channels without having to get a hold of amber and alerting that we're on this job that's my only worry about getting a hold of her first. yeah because we don't know her relationship with sander yeah. he could she could have been hired and he is just her arm yeah, he may have gotten off the planet immediately after it yeah or he may have maybe staying around until the decision is made to make sure that it goes the way he, the way wants. he wants. The way he was paid. To the way he's being paid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, wait, can I have one of those? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Julia, you are able to have a direct com with Shark, but um, Shark apparently never talks to you directly. No. So what you are, go- are talking to <laughs> is a completely... I hope it's a cat. ...generated... You know what? Then we're going to go with that. It is a cat. <laughs> it is like, if you've not seen that video where the lawyer couldn't figure out how not to be a cat in open court... <laughs> Sweet. Except perfect. he's like doing this intentionally and like it is in fact completely plausible this man really is a talking cat. This image yeah, is so good. I, well, and I also have no clue what he looks like. It's what also he, possible he's not he's a man. Just, what do you want, meow? Yeah. <laughs> he could be, yeah, any number of things because you always see him through some other way. But you are now having a conversation with what appears to be an orange cat with white underbelly sitting on the arm of a recliner and it's like just close up on this cat and there's like a the background is like this wildly overly indulgent office with cherry wood furniture and leather bound books and it's like a zoom background yeah, yeah, yeah. Leather. yeah exactly <laughs> it, that's background. exactly what i'm going for here <laughs> is this is some cheap like, I'm totally not in my basement in my underwear zone background. Sweet. <laughs> so that is exactly... He probably does this just so he doesn't have to get oh, you It probably, has nothing to do with sh- like hiding. I mean, this is only brain. a little bit less distracting than the time you had to talk to him as a dolphin out in the middle of the water. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so this is, like, normal. Yeah. Like, I'm actually happy that it's... Right, you Somewhat don't have to call him Echo this time. Yeah. I don't have to like reference a weird game that somebody told me about from ancient times. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so, Shark the Cat. <laughs> I just put talking with a cat, aka Shark, in yeah. my notes. So as he he listens to you as you're talking, and every so often he just cleans a paw and his tail whips around. You're serious AI. Occasionally makes biscuits in yeah, the Yeah, occasionally makes biscuits, uh, knocks something off a shelf, you know, whatever. <laughs> and so, but uh, he listens as you're talking to him about what you saw. Mm-hmm. And a voice responds that is in perfect sync with the cat's mouth, lips, everything. It, as so much as a cat can show expressions, this thing is showing expressions. Perhaps at times in an almost slightly too human way. But... Uh, the cat says, 
uh, an Asir plasma rifle, they're the killer's best friend. Okay, let me perhaps try and put this gun in context. A few centuries back, when the neutral trade space between certain species was being formed, each of those planets and systems needed to be administrated by someone. And so there were a series of treaty negotiations to determine who would, which race or which government would control each planet, each system within trade space, because somebody has to keep the lights on and maintain basic order. Mm -hmm. In those negotiations, the Asir performed in a way to a rival species that is a literal now textbook example of how not to negotiate. Oh, they botched it hard and a series of primarily the seer inhabited systems ended up under this other species control. Okay. Now, since then the species has been in an on and off war with this other species. The seer have been an on and off war with this other species and there are simmering revolutions and acts of rebellion on these planets. And as a result, the Asir have sought to churn out highly effective energy weapons, but do so by making them difficult to trace, by making them highly part interchangeable, and by making them very, very simple to use. This is very against their typical psychology, which is why it's almost certain that the project to design these weapons, they are receiving some form of external assistance on. Because the Seer have a nasty habit of over-engineering things. These weapons are reliable and of great quality, and they are under-engineered. So telling you what the weapon is, is easy. Telling you where it came from is going to be a lot harder, except to say it's not from around here. You would have to either get that off the black market or from someone who travels well outside of Coraster space all the way up past the Asta into a Seer space, or at least along what they call the spine of trade space, which is the neutral systems. But humanity is not something you would know. Humanity at, on that side of the galaxy does not directly abut trade space. Okay. I think I put a map with one of the prior recordings. What the heck did I do? With the actual, with the big, actual map? big map. Yeah, the printed one. Because I could make this make a little more sense. And for the people at home, I'll, oh, there you go. Thank you. For people at home, I'll link this again in the show notes if you want to see what I'm looking at. Okay, so looking at Yon Map, so Midian slash Coraster is there. Mm-hmm. You guys were up here. Mm-hmm. So you're right now traveling to here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this is a seer space. Mm-hmm. This, this empty area here, Mm -hmm. that's all what they call trade space. That is neutral space space. that is meant to be used for the open trade of of literal commerce, but also the exchange of ideas. The idea was to simply get the races of the galaxy interacting with each other more. In a central location. In a a series of locations. Mm -hmm. And by right, there's a whole chunk of trade space through here. That really should have been given to the Asir. Mm-hmm. But they bombed the negotiations. And so this species, the Mordeth, 
they actually administer most of those worlds. Okay. And the two have a long negative history. This is not a popular reality. Okay. So what he's saying is the gun came from this race and somehow made its way down here, mm-hmm. which is unusual for it to make its way that far. But if you were dealing with someone who was a practice assassin who wanted to be able to ditch a weapon and have it effectively be untraceable because, one, they're super generic, and, two, it's from nowhere near here, so you can't go down to your local gun store and ask about this. So it's unusual. It's generic, but it's out of place. So do you know of a black market seller in your network that sells these? The cat's tail perks a bit. His ears kind of twitch to one side. <laughs> I'm not aware of a black market seller that doesn't. Great. So what you're telling me is it's going to be nigh impossible without a face. Not likely, no. What if I had the gun? If you had the gun, then I could at least give you some places to start looking. Can we get the gun? Do we know that? We don't know. Okay. We you can get the gun, then there are things we can do in chemical analysis to try and determine precisely where alloys came from, the rate at which certain parts of the gun are aging. Sophisticated stuff, but it can be done. How did we find <clears throat> this is a question outside of this conversation. How did we find out what gun it was? Was it in the this report? Is all from we the video. Oh, was the video. Yeah, okay. This video. is this is the Zapruder analysis. Okay, that's, I couldn't remember I couldn't remember if have. it was the Zumba thing or yes, if that was yes. Yes. an analysis. Okay. Okay. Then uh, I'm going to see what I can find out. I might be contacting you with some more questions. And money, of course. <laughs> okay. Anyone else? If not, then we will fast forward to the ship arriving no i think the only other thing i we said that i would finish my contact unconsciousness taser before we get there my chemical ah you want okay and is this going to be refresh my memory is this a mechanical device an implanted biological no just a mechanical device like a like a literally like a taser except for a chemical compound that would just lead to unconsciousness okay so and we said i think we said oh shoot now i don't remember if i wrote that part down well if you did not we'll go and give it stats right now yeah we have we don't have stats for it but that's it was i think we said i was going to make it more generic less human specific okay um no that works yeah there there's no chemical or electric pulse that will work on every species in the galaxy right but they're the ones you're more likely to encounter and that, than that's not yes, yes uh i mean one species actually has a near rock-like layer on its outside and two needles are not going to penetrate that mm-hmm. but all right so we'll go ahead and give it stats to put down you have your uh stunner i don't know what you want to call it yeah Stun gun. Saw, yeah i'll come up with a name for it at some point okay uh Damage, uh, put down 3d6 uh, M. That's for 3d6 mental damage. Mm-hmm. And how are you picturing this thing working? Um, I think, like, not 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 like a mace spray, but more like a something. It, it's for anything that's close enough to be, like, within, like, personal threat range. So it'd be more like an injection or a contact chemical or, but, like, specifically... Okay, I'd have to I'd have to tag somebody with it. Give it, it okay. Then we'll give it six shots at a time before it needs reloading. Okay. So it has six uh, chemical canisters. Scale on that's going to be one. Mm-hmm. And in the notes, 
uh, uh, put both close quarters and then also put uh, armor minus three. It will ignore up to three points of armor. Okay. At scale one. Right. Don't try to put this through powered armor. But, I wouldn't. That's but, not what it's for. <laughs> someone's, yeah, stuffy overcoat, it will yeah. it will do a, a pretty good job of reaching through that. Okay. Okay. Uh, last call? All right. You guys arrive. Drop out of FTL in the Midian system. Uh, needless to say, you guys are intercepted at a pretty good distance by a pretty substantive force. Uh Midian is, does not have the distinction of being in the top five most uh, protected systems in the galaxy, but it is still a capital world. And so when you guys drop in, there is a lot of local traffic. I mean, a lot of civilian traffic, tourists, whatever, politicians coming and going, the aides to politicians coming and going. But there are also people that live and work in the system that have nothing to do with politics. Uh, there are industries in the system. There are research facilities within the system. There's a, so like I said, there's a lot of civilian traffic, but there's also a fair bit of system-level governance and also federal military traffic that's present. So you guys are seeing for the first time, at least in a while, a really large ship presence. Like if you guys were to start counting off the presence of warships or support ships for warships in the system you would easily get well up into three figures, maybe very low four. And they are all about the place. Many of these are very top-of-the-line ships, at least as far as the Coraster military goes. And upon you guys entering the system, a pair of system patrol craft, so basically uh, non-FTL or maybe rail riders, they don't have a standalone FTL. They're just meant to operate within system, and most of spare spare space is a mix of sensor equipment and weaponry. So it's a, these are smaller ships, but they're designed to pack a pretty powerful punch. Um, but two of these immediately go on to an intercept course and signal you to bring the ship to all stop. And we don't need to role play this out unless anyone's really interested. But they ask what you're doing. They ask you know what your business is here. <laughs> And the moment anyone drops the name uh, that they are here as a guest of the uh, Andretta. Andrada family, Andrada. Uh, then they instantly stop questioning and basically just rubber stamp you through. Oh, and that's like the second sentence out of my mouth. Yeah. And that's as long as the conversation goes. It's, uh, bring your vessel to all stop, prepare to be searched. And what's your business here? We're guests of the Andrada family. Okay, have a nice day. And they move on. And unless you're going to try and put that as a feather in your cap, yes, they did actually verify that. <laughs> I was going to say, this I was is like, not a get out of jail. File thing. that away yeah, for future is, reference. This is not like <laughs> saying your chest hurts to get seen faster in the ER. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it is true. Please don't abuse that, but it is true. Mm-hmm. Or you can't breathe. Breathing problems. Breathing and, problems. And chest My problems. chest hurts. I can't breathe. Or. And incoherence of speech. The first time I was a child, and didn't... first time you were a child. So you long since then. <laughs> I'm sorry. The first time I, mean, I was no. when I was a child and went to the hospital for not an asthma attack. Yeah. I was super pissed and didn't understand why I was waiting because my entire life I'd gone to the hospital because oh, of asthma. pulmonary issues. <laughs> right, like I was having asthma problems instead of a broken foot or something or yeah. whatever I had, and I was like, "Why am I sitting here?" <laughs> you, yeah, like first world you problems. You got a low triage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
All right. Uh, you guys are then sent on from there to the actual planet, which I think is actually the third. I don't know. It's like the fourth planet, the system, whatever the heck it is. But uh, when you move on to Midian itself, uh, Midian has a rare distinction. Among other things, it is what they call a garden world. Now, what is a garden world? A lot of planets are settled, but that's because a lot of planets have been terraformed. Mm -hmm. Even when planets are found that are otherwise good candidates for life, life does not tend to be found, which is why a lot of planets that you visit within human space will have flora and fauna that's pretty damn similar to Earth. Now, there are exceptions to that. There are planets that they come across and find already teeming with life of their own. Midian is one of those. Midian has its own unique uh, botany and zoology and whatever to it. It happens to not be super toxic to humans. Correct. That is happens to not be super toxic to humans or at any rate colonies now deal with whatever was super toxic to humans. And so people are now coexisting alongside of this. And I'm sure this will all come crashing down when... Somebody accidentally brings in like a starling or something, and it <laughs> possibly a very venomous snake. Yeah, yeah. For, or not. I, I'm. I still can't believe the American freaking bullfrog is tearing oh apart God. Australia. Yes. Yep. I, I, nothing should survive down there, and yet it's a freaking frog. Yep. Cane toads or the sturgeon in here. Like yeah. The sturgeon yep. that are killing yeah. fish. Yep. But anyway, uh, so. It is a garden world. It is very well populated. Uh, its population is going to clock in the billions. It is a center of commerce, governance, and also of learning. Uh, of the systems that have been here, or I guess they've been here a damn long time, of the systems that are part of the Core Astral League, uh, this particular system was already doing pretty well on its own and would became the seat of government for the League. Needless to say, that interest and investment only went up. And so this planet is unusually heavily developed and populated, even by the standards of a an advanced and well-populated society. If the population's in the billions, is that basically mostly human? It would be almost exclusively human. Okay. Now, the League has tried to stay out of some of the other, a lot of the... Um, shouldn't say some, almost all of the interspecies drama. Uh, and they have the benefit of being able to do that because there's League Space right there. Mm -hmm. And you'll notice that the only things they directly border are other human territories. Mm -hmm. And the only uncivilized or unsettled area would be off to the west, which is where you guys were just hanging out. So even that's human colonies. Mm -hmm. So they now. So the answer is yes, it would mostly be. But that's not to say they will not maintain trade relations or whatnot with other species. So you will find other species present. Uh, but the population of the planet will be very, very wildly heavy on the human side. Okay. Any other general questions about Midian? Yeah, this is not a one-note world. This is not like, oh, this is a mining colony. No, this is, <laughs> this is a world that is as diverse in what's going on as Earth would be. I mean, not literally at that point in history, but you get my human meaning. So how do we get down to the planet? Because you said our ship doesn't land. That's so right. But your ship I, uh, does actually have two landing craft. So do we just leave our ship in orbit? Or yeah. That is correct. You would normally, you can either leave your ship in orbit, or if you don't want to risk any of your assets, you can dock the ship somewhere, 
you'll have to, you know, have it left there while it's getting serviced. You guys just hop a taxi or a tender down to the planet and never even use your own shelves. It's called Spoober. Yes. <laughs> it's called Spoober. Because that, that was my concern. If we just leave it in orbit, is there a chance yeah. somebody's going to board it and steal it? Yeah, I was like, spliffed sounded weird. There, there's a, there's an unusual number of spaceships going around with pink mustaches on the front. <laughs> <laughs> No, that, so that was my concern, though. If we just leave it in orbit, is there a chance of somebody boarding and taking it because we're not defending it? It's not real likely you are in a well-managed, well-law-enforced area. If somebody bogarts your ship, this was not a random hoodlum. Uh, if somebody takes your ship, there was much bigger. There was something much bigger at play there. Um, and especially with uh, Matthias yeah, like being Matthias on board and able to tell us anything Correct. that's happening. So, and and you, you do have people that would probably stay on the ship. Oh, yeah, we got our friends. You have Alex. Uh, you have Matthias. Now, of course, leaving any of them is one fewer asset on the planet. Right. You have Matthias. You have Archimedes. We have uh, Kaya. You've got Kaya and uh, Tuhill. Tuhill said he was going to visit to his yeah, family estate, going, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said they could stay on the right. ship. I didn't say that will. Yeah, so he will come down with us. But right, the, although do we? I mean, Kaya, it's kind of a she's still well, she's still in hiding, right? Well, she yeah, does, she's got a new face, but she does have a new face. Yeah, I guess. So that's if she true. wanted to, she can come yeah. with us. But she'd have to have. Yeah, did we ever get her new identity, or is that something that Two Hill is working? Two on? Two Hill is working on that. Okay, so she, but uh, recommends strongly against taking her down here mm-hmm. because security is tight enough and interest in her story is high enough. That the likelihood of her passing any of the genetic stuff, yeah, especially any, in relation to him, correct. Yeah, so okay. the likelihood of her passing any of the security measures down there is very minimal. Okay, and so you guys would have a whole new level of drama on your hands. So, okay, so we know she's at least staying on board, but yeah. he is going as himself. He right, is simply right. going down as exactly who he is, because that actually makes him more untouchable than if he was hiding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Do we want to bring who do well Matthias will stay. I'm actually going to Well, he him. can do both, can't he? Technically. Sort of, yeah. If you allow him to hop like that, yes. Yeah. I think- or he can split temporarily and his two sides will need reconciliation later. Gotcha. So that way there's not an active constant communication between the ship and ground. I said that might be the best way to do it. So we still have access to him, but Yeah, so he can clone not- off some portion of his intelligence to another unit and okay. I think Archimedes would be very valuable when yes. we're Absolutely. talking with people. us. Yeah. Yeah, to talk to politicians, please. Yeah. <laughs> I want somebody who can um, read minds. Or can I have emotions. Matthias try to send like an encrypted message to Amber Rose to get like get a hold of me? I don't want her to find out where we are, but I want to talk to her. Um, I know who you meant, but the image Amber the vi- Rose, the visual it. image of that was hilarious. <laughs> I so, can't stop. So you, so you were actually trying to contact Amber? Yes, Amber Brooks. Amber Brooks. Yeah, I got it right. Okay, yeah. Amber Brooks. I'm trying to get a hold of her. But it needs to be extremely encrypted. I do not want her here because I'm going to check in to see. This is the I'm paging okay. her. I'm not so what, FaceTiming what, her. What does the message say? <laughs> Just that uh, I need to get in contact with her. You're going to get a response on that pretty quickly. Okay. So I don't know if. Like, well, I guess we'll just wait until we're done with this then. I was just going to have Matthias work on the encryption part of it. Oh, oh, no. Well, that's, that part's easy. You okay. think. Uh, you think encryption is not one of his base yeah, functions? Yeah. I mean, he gave up a lot. He is not. I'm really trying not to repeat Emma from uh, the Sky's Glass mm-hmm. game. So he is not on that level of power. But it's sort of like uh, 
given the fact that he can decide how he's going to allot his available hardware, you better believe encryption is high on okay. his list. Well, of, then I'll wait until we get back. I can only do five things, and this is one of them. <laughs> So, okay. Um, so my question is, so two questions. One, are you guys going to land your own ships? Are you going to dock at a space station, tender from there? Uh, and then secondly, this call with Amber, she will respond pretty quickly. Do you want to have it before you leave your ship? Probably after we get back. So you're going to wait until you get back. Okay. Well, she has responded basically is not just ready to talk, but actually says she's... She, uh, Eager, yes, and that she believes that some fruit could come from such a discussion. Okay, yeah, I think we're really independent, so I tend to think we would want to take our own ship down. Yeah, so nothing else to have ship. a way out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay, that All isn't right. relying on a, a tactic. So you guys take one of the landers. Uh, you leave your ship in a acceptable orbit, so they give you a parking point, and your ship is station held there. Um, is uh, Maris coming down with us, or is he fighting his own way down? Uh, Maris will come down with you. Okay. Uh, Kaya will stay on the ship. Uh, Alex will stay on the ship. Archimedes is coming with you. Uh, Matthias is dividing. Now, what type of body do you want him to bring? It's got to be something common to your ship. He doesn't have like some giant war back he can hop into. Well, so. No, I would normal work with that anyway. On planet, I guess like that. Like, you would a, just... is there like a personal assistant robot? Yeah, it's just yeah. like a general like labor. A, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. He is a generic yeah. general labor robot. He okay. is. If you look up robot in a dictionary, this is the picture you find. <laughs> I mean, personal assistant robot. We yeah. don't want to carry our own groceries. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Precisely. Like Rosie this is Jeff probably like a Kleenex thing. And we're planning on staying for a while. We've got luggage. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. He's a robot that is so common that people misuse a brand name as a thing. It's like Kleenex or G. Yeah. So that's fine. Okay. So uh, weapons and equipment. What are you guys taking down, especially that goes off of scale one? Uh, I wasn't what gun planning. do you give me? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever's in the gun lockers, I don't know what we determined those were. Like simple, like... Uh, what was in the gun lockers? Well, the ones that you got... There are two guns I will give you almost infinite supply of. One because you salvaged a bunch, the other one because they're just that common. The so one that's that common is the Solar Defender, which is, I think it's like thirty eight special. It's not a gun, it's a class of guns. They're laser pistols that are used primarily by humanity. Uh, they're produced in huge quantity under tons of brand names. It's basically a level the playing field between you and a 12-foot-tall alien sort of gun. Uh or at least remind them that humans have bite. The second gun that I will give you effectively within reason as many as you want would be the auto guns you got from the ambush on the space station. Because you looted like half a dozen of those. Yeah, I'll go with Solar Defender. Mostly because I have the stats over here. Yeah, and it's a very, very inconspicuous gun. It's Can I get in- away with my plasma rifle? Uh, I mean, look, you're here as a guest to some people... Are they going to have you arrested? No. Will they let you wear carry it around? Probably also not. Can my robot carry that? Uh, in fact, Julia, are you aware that if I'm not mistaken, we can do the your R2-D2 rifle is the thing. exact same product line that was just used in the assassination. That's true. Can we like so the maybe coming here with a rifle called the Oswald is not? Can we like put it in the robot? 
I'll just remove yeah. its leg and make it its leg. Like. So just nobody notices. It's just lumping around on a rifle. Like some kind of terrible uh, Robert Rodriguez movie yes. or something. What was that called? I, I don't even remember. Yeah, or she has an M16 yeah, or something as her leg or an M4. Oh, that was like Rose McGowan. It, it, yeah, it wasn't. It was the other Grindhouse one. It wasn't, yeah, it's not it gr- wasn't yeah. Death Proof. It was the other one. I always forget the name of it. I don't remember. Um... Okay, I'll leave that one behind and take one of the lessers, I guess. Take one of the lessers. <laughs> and that is her attitude the entire time she's carrying it. Like, I'm it. super pissed off that I'm I, having to carry around this shitty, like, okay. crap I, gun. I wrote down handgun, 2D8. What ex- is it? Oh, yeah, just I should a, probably write It should have a scale circled. Uh, to the right of it are a bunch of numbers. Okay. They indicate its level of technology. What scale is it? I didn't put anything. Yeah, I don't think you gave us any stats for those smaller guns. Or at least not. Okay. Uh, I think they were scale one. Okay. So the solar, at least from the other character sheet, solar defender was 2d6, 1d10 ammo, uh, scale one, two shots per round, plus one regen. Yes. Are the notes that I have written down. That sounds correct. I got Okay. I see it. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. I think the auto gun does do slightly higher damage. And does our, like, Regular suits have any sort of armor to them? No, they can be purchased. Okay. If at some point buying a variety of armor for your group is a priority, I mean, you got, I don't know if you have any coins in the bank, but. We don't. We spent no. them all on the ship. Oh, no. That was part of why we were like, yay, maybe we take a job and actually make a profit. But yeah, you guys say, if you want to do something like radically re outfit your ship's armory, uh, because you guys could pretty easily get a security license, which. Would at least get you up to scale two, possibly three, depending on where you're at. I'm going to do that. <laughs> That's my next project. I uh, say so you just need someone to basically agree you are bonded for their security. Uh, can we just have two? I mean, can, or could we do it through Thangil? Uh, to Thangil might be willing to do it. They don't like to uh, encourage things like that because they don't want their name associated. That's with fair. That. They try to launder all their operations. Now, gotcha. could two? He'll do it. Yes, and he promised he would. Do a favor for a favor if you guys... Maybe that's a small favor. Mm, rather use a big favor on him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair enough. You could probably convince someone else to bond you a yeah. security. If you, I look through your contacts, I might find somebody who's got that kind of reach. Yeah, I mean, or I was, maybe if we bring this guy back to life, his family yeah, might his do family it for might, him. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. Good. All right. So we are non-monetary yeah, they're favor. not the ones paying us. So, not that... We're sharing that information with anybody. You're the, you've got two landing craft that are effectively identical. There's a pair of seats up front for piloting the ship. The ship can also fly itself, requiring only modest instruction, uh, does not have an FTL drive. The primary cabin of the ship is you've got about a dozen seats, six per side up front. And then that gives way to a small, very small, like what we'll call a living closet, where if someone had to bunk, go to the bathroom, get medical treatment, it would work for that. And then there is a relatively modest cargo bay. So this is not a big, this is not some huge ship by any stretch of the imagination. Think if we were to compare this size-wise to other science fiction, it's bigger than a Star Trek shuttle, but this is not like landing the Normandy. Okay. All right, so... Uh, you guys take that down to the planet. Um, Maris is uh, now, or Tuhill, if you prefer to call him that, is now dressed to the absolute nines. Uh, you don't even have any idea what the value of the suit he's wearing is. And he 
rides along with you, making kind of general small talk the whole way down. And where you guys land is, and where you're directed to land, first by uh, system control, then by planetary control, and then ultimately by the uh, head of the household for this, the place you're going to. As I said last time, kind of picture something similar to Altered Carbon in that this is a skyscraper that effectively belongs to one family and the things that one family does. So they might have businesses or political offices or who knows what within this building, but at the very top is where they live. And so you guys are right. You land on a landing pad that's to the side of a two or three story tall tower that crests this building. And uh, you're up high enough that the wind picks up a bit. There are some wind guards around the landing area, but the wind is still picking up a bit. It's fairly cold. It's raining ever so lightly. It's not the most pleasant weather. And standing on this waiting for you are a pair of uniform guards. They don't look like military types. You know, think uh, personal security, crisp uniforms and a sidearm and a radio. You know, these guys are not like some kind of ninja strike force and an individual who is also dressed in quite a bit of finery waiting by the landing pad. And they approach from inside that tower as you guys make contact and land. Yeah. As we kind of come out, I'm a little bit paranoid. So I'm looking at the buildings that are around us and looking, basically I'm looking for snipers. Oh boy. Okay. Um, Wayne, do you, have any, do you have any skill that would help you with that? The, the uh, because I've been shot before. Oh, the true. attribute is going to be awareness. Okay. Uh, I don't think I have anything that's particularly useful for it. I've got so range combat wouldn't be culture, solar, coraster, uh, computing, data, forensics, gunnery, starships, Ovid. So uh, no, none of that's. Really? So okay. you just look scared. So give me an awareness <laughs> check, and you may push your luck if you wish. You like start swatting at bees. <clears throat> I think you're just like wide eyed, neck craning. Like one. He starts. He starts <laughs> running in zigzags. <laughs> serpentine, serpentine. Yeah. Wayne suddenly sees something and ducks as a uh, the first of the invasive starlings flies over his head, <laughs> and everyone's a little perplexed and. Uh, but the gentleman in front of you, once again, who's dressed quite very well dressed, uh, he has a brief conversation with Senator Maris, and one of the guards leads him into the building. Uh, you overheard it. It was basically they exchanged pleasantries, and he is being taken to a waiting vehicle down below. Yeah, I think with a roll of one, I'm being super obvious that I'm looking all around at the windows. And- so, I mean, I'll tell you what it is you can see because you'd have to fail in a way I wouldn't even allow to not see it. Uh, you don't see, I mean, it's an area where if you wanted to, you could set up some pretty good shots. There are a fair number of other skyscrapers and high roofs near here. The difficulty with that is the higher you go up in most of these buildings, the higher class it becomes, the more difficult it would be to even get there in the first place, much less get there and leave no record which is probably why the assassin opted instead that was a much harder shot to attempt the shot from the ground. And had he been any worse of a sniper, probably would not have made the shot at all. Okay. Uh, The fact that this guy hit, even though he failed to kill his target completely, 
the fact that he hit it all from looking at the surrounding area is a bit of a uh, bit of a wonder. Is this where he was shot? Was on this? No, he was shot inside. Now, you are able to, from here also, to see uh, the lake and the fairly nice lawn that surrounds another building not that far from here. And there's a Roomba there? And (laughs) No, this would be the, uh, the... where it would be a beautiful park, exactly. <laughs> that would that is uh, Abernath or as, two as, hills. As, Abernath's Maris's house. As we watch Maris's taxi go that way. Yep, it's yeah. Maris's town car. I should say. Yeah, once he's out of sight, I actually say that that would be a beautiful park. <laughs> the uh, so beautiful. The guy in front of you says, "It's my pleasure to welcome you to Midian." I have been asked to provide for whatever it is you should need while you are here. I am the head of house, Lionel Terovich. Can you spell that? Yes. First name, Lionel, L-I-O-E, excuse me, Mm L-I-O-N-E-L. Last name, Mm P-T-E-R-O-V-I-C-H. Okay. Thank you. I think we would probably like to see where we're going to be staying first. And then see about meeting the family. The family, of course. Allow me to show you to your quarters, then, and I will give you some time to freshen up, and we'll send someone to get you for dinner with the family shortly. Thank you. How long do you require? <laughs> we all just look around and yeah. like, I've, not long enough. An hour. An hour. Oh, very well. Follow me. He takes you inside of that tower, and once you're inside that tower, it appears to mostly be observation rooms and a guard post. Uh, you're guessing the primary reason this tower is here is not only to provide security and order to the roof, but also uh, it's not terribly heavily occupied in case someone botches a landing and takes the top off the building. <laughs> so uh, from there, you guys are taken to a lift, which goes down not very far, but it does go down a few levels. Looking out the windows, you are still quite high up. Uh, the inside of this building, very heavy construction. A, some kind of a white poured material looks similar to something like marble or granite, though it is neither. Uh, the windows are set back and they have buttress topped and arches that come alongside either, either uh, part of their recess. Uh, finely decorated. You guys, at least most of you are educated enough to recognize some of the alien artifacts that are sitting around this place. Some of these would be highly personal to individuals. Others might be of great monetary value. But all of them share one thing, which is they're rare and almost certainly authentic. And maybe shouldn't be here. But that's the reality. But they're displayed nicely. Yeah, yeah. precisely. They're displayed very nicely yeah. for people to appreciate. You know, it, yes. Like all 12 of them. <laughs> but... They take you down a side hallway. I swear, my politics are sounding all weird this game. But <laughs> I'm in kind of agitated right now, so I'm making all these anti-establishment comments. But anyway, all right, that's, that's not what this is about. So you guys are led down a side hallway, uh, and off of this are a bunch of guest rooms. The guest rooms are very spacious, very well appointed. Uh, each of you is in your own, unless you are choosing to share rooms for whatever reason. But think, uh, for example, none of the none of the rooms are even identical. Uh, these each of them is decorated with a different theme. Each of them is decorated possibly by a different artist. That is not an uncommon practice here. 
Uh, so there may have been an individual decorator or consultant that was used for each room. And I'll let you guys describe your rooms however you want, because pretty much anything you can imagine, it is plausible they both have the means and would decide to do. So I send a message right away to Emmett once I'm in my room. Emmett, Emmett. Yes? The paintings in here have boobs. <laughs> Could you describe the boobs? <laughs> I'll send you a picture. <laughs> or a vid. Yeah. They are, it's ornate paintings of very tasteful nudes, but there's boobs. <laughs> Those are what we call Today. tasty nudes. Yeah. <laughs> Tea nudes. Don't like to toasty nudes. Those are different. Yes. <laughs> Those are two different things. <laughs> Cinnamon toast nudes is the third thing. Yours is very floral. Mine's very floral. Mine's very modern. Modern to the time or modern as in like, like current, like very tech techy. Okay, okay. I don't think modern to the game or modern as in the moment in art history called mm-hmm. the modern movement. Mine has lots of DeLoreans in it. <laughs> DeLorean pictures. Um, the the doors, cinema. <laughs> yeah, the this doors is, open up like the gull know, wings. Okay. The artist that did, there's a plaque in here explaining the artist that did your room. Mm-hmm. And the artist that did your room is a huge fan of cinema history going back as far as the first animated captured images. Uh, and the this room is, this individual never decorates inspired by the same movie twice. And you happen to get the... The Back to the Future trilogy. Yeah. And the hoverboards. Yeah. You even have the train. Oh, we got to have the train. Right, right, yeah. Uh, I mean, hell, the bed that you sleep in. Yeah. uh, It's like one of those race car beds, except it's a DeLorean. You get acoustic ACDC over the... uh, Yes! Not ACDC, sorry. ZZ Top. ZZ Top. Big 3D holographic shark that doesn't look realistic at all. Yeah. It still looks, looks fake. Yeah. It still looks fake. <laughs> Isn't it weird how Back to the Future 2 simultaneously looks with really high tech and really low tech? Yeah. 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 Like, we have far better deep fakes of Ronald Reagan than Max Headroom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, uh, you guys are taken to those rooms. Uh, anything of note I need to do that you're doing over the next hour? I'm taking an awesome shower in an awesome bathroom because normally we have our little tiny ship bathrooms. <laughs> I am going to send a message to Sky and ask if Amber Brooks ever got back to you. You're not going to get anything back from me. So. <laughs> <laughs> it gets left on red. Okay. <laughs> you get left on red. Okay. Yeah. I'm Before t- I leave, I ping you and say that, yeah, but I'm not going to talk to her here. Okay. Yeah. I'm just taking in the whole room as like, are there drawers? What's in the drawers? Do they put anything in this drawer? Do they put anything in this closet? It's an ancient Bible. Yeah. <laughs> a Space Gideon's Bible. A Spidian's Bible. A Spidian. <laughs> are there extra towels? Are there... Yeah, he's just basically... You... Wait, wait, wait. He's not taking them. Are you them. cleaning it out? Or... No, he's like... not taking any of it. He's just like... Ooh, free shower curtain. Ooh, free thermostat. <laughs> no. It's like a takeout. Yeah. No, it's more like... like room if is just they're not frescoes, they're coming with me. It's going to look... Yeah, it's, no, look it's more like on the ship we've the got like... I've got like one towel that's my towel that I have to wash every time I use it because we oh. haven't bought more towels. <laughs> oh, so it doesn't. That's right. Wow. No, no. This is the last game. You're completely ineffective and inefficient shopping. Yes. Yeah. 
note to self, with our money we make from this, we're going to buy more towels. <laughs> well, actually, what you need, need to do is... Just uh, is, uh, somebody else to Somebody else to Is hire nope. is subcontract another <laughs> set of operators <laughs> to convince to Cecilia to sell what it is you guys need in the quantity you need it. Mm-hmm. So he will still buy, because he's only got one store he shops at. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what he's doing. Basically, it's he's a, basically got a everything is opulent so, romance. Yeah, everything is opulent. So it's like he's looking. At, there's so produce. many of everything. All this extra stuff. <laughs> I'm going to take a shower too, but like, it's going to be. It'll be a, a nice shower, but it will be like hour long girl shower. It will be just a enjoy shower and then get dressed. Yeah, mine's like a 45 minute hour sh- or girl shower. Yeah. And then I'm going to get dressed. And- the water pressure is so good. <laughs> it's not even spurting out half the time. It's the mirror water- isn't fogging up and I don't know how they did that. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you're in a good hotel. <laughs> yep. You've never had to ask if any of these are load bearing toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Take a shower and flush the toilet at the same time. <laughs> In the same place. <laughs> I'm like knocking on the shower wall to hear, see if my sister can hear me. Clearly, your ship is. True. Nobody it's thinks it's a fast ship. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It is. It's it's not, it is. It actually has an effectively experimental drive. Just, yep, but it's just that, yeah. it lacks a lot. I mean, it's not built for comfort. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's built for speed. We're very aware. <laughs> Do you have a cup holder in a NASCAR car? Yeah, literally. No, systems and general automation were what he picked as the lowest priorities on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, your ship is a really fast Section 8. <laughs> Damn. All right, so, um, which actually just gave me an idea for the name of your ship, but I'm not going to repeat it. So, <laughs> so, after about an hour, there is a knock on your doors, and standing outside of each of your doors, they sent for each of you, not one servant to gather you all, but rather two each individually to your rooms. So, well, I'd say that that's eight, but except you have some NPCs with you, not Matthias, because uh, he's <laughs> undercover. But I guess actually you only have one with you, which is uh, Archimedes. Archimedes, yeah, because you left everyone else either on the ship or the senator is actually going back to his own offices. <laughs> uh, the only exception to this is weighed outside of your room when the when you open the door there are two servants standing there one that has a an outfit for you uh uh-huh. one that simply has his hands folded you don't know exactly what his role is and they have sort of been pushed aside by a man you have never seen before but this guy strikes one hell of a cutting presence. His features are quite well defined. His eyes are an absolutely you know, piercing gaze to them that, I mean, it's almost cold to look at the sky. And he's also standing probably a good uh, four to six inches taller than he should be. 
because he is wearing a brilliant snow white suit of military grade powered armor and on his back over the powered armor is an emerald green cape or cloak that is over the armor now you don't even if you don't recognize the man you recognize the garb as this is the outfit that is worn by the kind of central high guard of the Coraster military. So this is somewhere between the elite of the elite and yet also an honor guard. So this, like I said, even if you don't recognize the man, you would recognize the uniform. You said he's pushed the servants aside? Uh, by virtue of power armor walking More in their direction. Okay. Yeah, no, he didn't like violently like <laughs> Donkey Kong them over. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't like pick him up and barrel chuck him, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. he, he simply has inserted himself into the situation. <laughs> to what do I owe the honor? I'm flattered you see it as an honor. Not everybody gets approached by the high guard. <laughs> uh, I assure you, this isn't that kind of business. Uh, Major Cantrell, he extends a armored hand to you. Does he know he's Major? Wade Harris. <laughs> Wait, it's a pleasure to meet you. Same here. Uh, do you want to get dressed first, and then I can... I thought I should introduce myself, since I'm going to be responsible for both liaising between this investigation and that that's going on locally, and also because we... Since there is a contentious nature to any shift in power... We, as a neutral party, have been asked to provide your protection while you are here. I am glad to, to see you, because that is something we're concerned about. Uh, yes, let me get changed first. Okay. Do we all have clothes? Yes. Okay. So, individually at your rooms, the servants they sent, they send two, one that is bearing an outfit for you, and then one that is there to... Assist with your yes yes. It's basically someone footman. Like if you go to if you go to splash some water on your face before you can look up from the sink, they're holding the towel to dry your hands. So Mm. that sort of thing. But the one that actually brought the outfit, uh, there as they put them on, these people either have a really good eye for it or themselves may be some level of tailor seamstress, something to that effect, because they seem to know quite a bit about exactly how it fits you. And as they're putting on, they're explaining the style that you've got, the history of the outfit. Apparently, the stuff you guys are wearing is not just high-end. It all has stories behind it. And while they could be somebody making... somebody else's clothes? Yep. And while... <laughs> like, I mean, it's stuff like... The you? dress you're going to be wearing tonight was worn by the Duchess so-and-so it's when the accord of such-and-such was signed, you know, or whatever. I couldn't get, like, a nice pantsuit? No, if you, if you say, if at any point, if at any point you say you give even the slightest hint it's not to your liking, the one that brought in the outfit uh, simply taps a communicator on their chest, and moments later, a cart is brought in with other outfits to choose from in a variety of styles. I'm going to choose a pantsuit. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think I tie my tie and it is adequate, and then he reties it as <laughs> like you not, you, you, you tie it better tie than and it's fine, but now it's like a fancy Windsor knot and yeah. yeah. Okay, so you try to tie your tie, and then the tailor's like, you know, excuse me, sir, but I don't think 
uh, they've changed the fabric. And so he makes some BS yeah. excuse up for you and then fixes your tie. Exactly. About how, you know, the, this tie works differently than the ones you would normally see because of a weird change. And that's all, you know, damn well, it's BS. Yep. But it's his job to not make people feel bad. So you guys get ready for dinner. At which point, upon going back into the hallway, now standing at the entrance to the hallway, so you all now see Major Cantrell is standing there once again. He is wearing full-blown military gear. Apart from he does not currently have the helmet on. But otherwise, I mean, this is full, hardcore, top-of-the-line grade military equipment. Um, If I was to put it on the tech scale, it would be probably scale 4 which even most of Coraster doesn't use. So, uh, anyways, but as you are coming out of your rooms and he waits there for you as the servants politely excuse themselves, and one of them stops to lead you to the dining room, at which point Major says, it's all right, I'll take it from here. And he starts walking you down a labyrinth of hallways and galleries. And you think you even walk through a couple of dining rooms uh, before you arrive where you're supposed to be going. Has Archimedes changed? Uh, no. (laughs) That's what I assumed, but I wanted to. She is still wearing the same relatively austere robe. She always does. But for them, do you have Asticulture? I do. I am. Okay. Yeah, they that is a very that is a culturally significant form of dress. Okay. That is now usually they're wearing another layer under that. Right. So she's not just walking around commando and robes and hoping that will go well when the shooting starts. <laughs> but um they tend to wear a very loose robe over it as a sign of mixed shame and mourning over the fact that they are a people without a place because they are a manufactured species. And so it's sort of that constant mourning penance. It's more of a philosophical thing. It's not religious, but it is a culturally pervasive ideology. So to demand that an Asta remove that would be a huge cultural faux pas. And you're guessing these people are... Or knew that. Pro- well, and probably have an Asta cultural specialist on staff for that one Asta guest that really matters. <laughs> yeah. Because they're about to sign a treaty or something. Right. Okay. Right. So uh, you guys are eventually do stop at the dining room you're meant to go to, which is a beautiful open room. You are on a balcony that's about story and a half up over the main floor. The main floor is a dance room. Uh, the ceiling almost looks like a cathedral ceiling. Windows along the walls that are very reminiscent of the windows that you saw in the hallway and that they have buttress tops. They have archways flanking them. They are recessed a bit. But these in several places have fine work into the stained glass or in the form of stained glass. And not all the windows have it. And even the windows that do, it doesn't take up the whole window. Yeah. And but, then, is that a ballroom? They're not going to expect us to dance, are they? Not with my two left feet. Uh, the, the major says, no, I would hope not. Uh, we'll actually be eating up here. Though I said balcony, I meant it was a big balcony <laughs> uh, over a really big room. But down in that balcony, as you enter... 
you hear orchestral music. And if you walk toward the railing that looks over into the ballroom... Oh, I definitely do. Uh, there is a 12-piece orchestra down there that is actually playing for you. And uh, they take you to a... The major leads you towards a table where they're beginning to... They're finishing up the place settings and whatnot. All 14 pieces of silverware. Yep. And uh, every seat... You have at least one servant that does nothing more than simply pull out the seat and push it in for you. That's on top of the ones that are checking your water, your food, whatever. Not that the meal has started yet. But uh, as it, after a few moments, um, a woman enters the room, uh, black hair, olive skin, uh, she has following behind her three, ch- uh, I say children, three offspring, uh, an adult male, and two very, very similar looking 21 year old young ladies. And you've never, well, I guess you've probably seen, at least from news shots or something, you've seen what, uh, what the senator looks like, but. Yeah, they definitely family resemblances there. These are definitely his and her kids, uh, even without doing any genetics on them. And unless he has a twin brother, <laughs> I'm assuming, or an illegal clone. This is like Days of Our Lives. Yeah, that or uh, was it the Prestige? Prestige. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you guys are uh, the family comes in and and sits. The seat at the head of the table is set, but is left empty. Uh, for anyone that has any cultural knowledge, you would know it's just a way of honoring. Yeah, honoring or remembering, or possibly in this case, not coming to terms with yeah. one of the t- those. But well, I mean, we can bring them back, so maybe they're like. Maybe that, I say it could be hope, but it's yeah, yeah. precisely. It's leaving a light on because you think someone will come back, or maybe to remind you they're not coming back, but to kind of hang on to something. But anyway, that's what's so uh, as. They sit you down and the and they set out the napkins in your laps and whatever. The uh, 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 Alicia finally speaks up and says, "I hope that you found your trip here to be comfortable, pleasant. Have the staff been taking good care of you? At least adequate. Very good. Glad to hear it. I am truly sorry for everything you are going through right now." I understand these must be very difficult times. We struggle a lot. It's not always easy living in this life. And to lose my husband, their father, my beloved, it it is difficult. Especially to know that whoever is responsible for this is still out there. Can I see if like, is she emotional in some way when she said that, or is it kind of rehearsed? Um, okay, give me social, plus do you have any, like, culture skills, or... Uh, no. Okay. Uh, just go ahead and what roll aware, uh, just social. I will give you, I'm going to go ahead and still give you some bonus <laughs> to this, because even if you don't have the skill, being human, you... You've social, got, you've got an social's extra... Social's two dice. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You have two six. You have a human modifier on okay. that. Okay, so two plus... I got an eight. You got an eight. Um, 
not good enough to quite read. You, you definitely get the sense that being a woman of high and highly repressed culture, you are not exactly seeing her most honest response. But that could just be because she's hoity-toity and it's impolite to break down in company, not because she's some kind of like cold-hearted killer. So you don't you don't necessarily get that sense. There's definitely something artificial about this. I've been in enough of these types of conversations that I don't try to read at all. I look to Archimedes and just... I think by now we've probably got something set up of a just like a nod or a a gesture where that she could tell me if somebody is lying hmm. if th- she thinks they're lying. One of the things about Archimedes well, there's a lot of things about her that's hard to read, partially because she has a relatively plain and uh, not terribly feature rich face, which is typical of the Asta. Uh, she doesn't show a lot of facial expression just mm-hmm. because her face is not quite built that way. But also because of the fact that you can't even look to her doing a lot of like ticks or gives. Right. Because first of all, Asta generally don't have those. They're much more subdued physically and mentally. And that's why we work something out. And so. also because of her intellect, uh, she doesn't have to take notes on what she's observing. She's just committing all of this to memory Um, because the Asta are slightly more intelligent than humans. And she is of the highest intelligence branch of the Asta species. Uh, So, uh, so, um, but yes, if you have something worked out in advance, I hope it's accidentally extremely obvious because she doesn't know how to do it. Uh, so she's like, <laughs> I, I don't know that she could do absolutely extremely obvious because she would keep it as small and quiet yeah, as true, true. like, yeah, just so, because of who she is. It'd I would be think. like a fart. Uh, Wayne, the only thing you pick up from her is that at one point she looks toward the lower level where the orchestra is, mm-hmm. and then looks turns back toward the table. And for a split second, locks eyes with one of the twins who herself had just been looking that direction. Hmm. Now, you don't know what the heck this means, but you observe that occur. Hmm. Okay. I must say, you do have a beautiful home, and musicians are wonderful. Do Are they local that you bring in? I assume you... My, you have the highest security, so I'm assuming they have to all be background checked to even be allowed in the front door. Well, of course. And I assure you that the uh, I can actually account for the location of all of them at the, that time. And I, I don't believe, at least directly, any of them were involved. Yes. And I do want to... I want to apologize in advance because we will have a lot of questions and I know this is a difficult time and it's the worst time for you to have to be answering questions. And if we offend in any way, please just let us know. We, we want to be thorough with this investigation because we want our results to be indisputable. Your discretion and thoroughness are both appreciated in this matter. Uh, your thoroughness will put me at peace, and your discretion will keep me at peace. 
if there's anything that you need, then feel free to simply tell anyone that works here what you need to see. If they give you any difficulty, then ask for me and I will personally see to it that you are given access to what you need. Thank you. I've already passed word along to the acting head of the household, which to explain that title does not mean head of the household in the way we use it today of like tax purposes or whatever. Right. Head of the household, this would be basically the chief servant. I would say it's, it's the head butler. Yes, yeah, the head butler. Yeah. This would be per Alfred or whatever. Um, I have already told uh, Mr. Terevich to see to it that your requests are all met in a timely and unobstructed manner. My associate, uh, Miss Vo- <laughs> I say you have to like look at one of us when you do that. Yeah, I do. I'm, yeah. I, I actually motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is our medical expert, hmm. and so she will need to talk to whoever has examined. If yes, I would preferably examine myself, but I would prefer that as well. Yes. Uh, when would you like to begin that work? Uh, as soon as possible after dinner, possibly. Very well. Well, let's enjoy dinner, and I would like to allow you some time to refresh, and then I will take you immediately to go see him. Thank you. And and he basically just tries to... He might try to make small talk, but essentially just trying to keep them at ease. Yeah. Because they are... He knows that they're in a state of mourning, but also not mourning yet. The limbo is could potentially be worse than morning. Mm-hmm. So he's just trying to keep things light for now. Okay. And I think you're the one making the most effort, because I'm sitting over here with very few social skills going, I have very few social skills, so I'm going to keep quiet until it's relevant to me. I tend to avoid talking to her and talking to the kids, because I probably am not hoity-a-toity enough for her, but the kids <laughs> are probably more on board with my style of me. Um... <laughs> So, okay, so you're going to try and talk to the twins? Just small talk. I'm probably not going to talk shop with them. Okay. Not without permission. You know, like, it's just... You're basically talking to minors. Yeah. In a way. In a way. So, yeah, I guess by current reckoning, maybe? Yeah. It Uh, would be smarter to do that on a more, like, formal basis. So this is just more just, like, I'm avoiding talking to the hoity-toity because it makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) So, all right, so you make small talk with one of the twins, which you find out is Cynthia, who's... Uh, older by some matter of seconds, but apparently to twins that matters because mm, I've never yes. met a pair of twins yet. They cannot they tell me. Yeah, yep. they yep. always know. And yeah, I was first by, and then usually even have the gap. actual number. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, uh, the I guess you have to get down that far to distinguish your birthday. Uh, but anyway, the uh, you, you were talking to Cynthia, and in the course of that small talk, she says she has a question for you about the. What it's like being outside of this place, but she wants to ask you after dinner. Sure. I'd say suspiciously. <laughs> sure. I think I'm going to sneak a kid out, is what I think. <laughs> we should like experiment with the boomerang and put it on her. <laughs> just like hang her out. <laughs> Drag her around, give her a few laps around the planet, just see how she does. <laughs> Come back with a safety rating. <laughs> All right, so dinner ends. You guys have a palate cleanser and then on to dessert and then... Uh, port. Yeah. yeah. Some sort of aperitif. And uh, 
dinner is a whole lot longer than you're used to it being. Uh, there's a lot more. It's not non-dehydrated fu- food. Yeah, precisely. And this is served in small amounts, but free constantly. So you're, it's like, who knows how many courses. Each is relatively small. Each is relatively short. You hate any one of them, give it about five minutes. There'll be something different in front of you. Uh, and the, by the, when the meal is over, uh, the servants begin cleaning up. The family excuses themselves and... Uh, Alicia says, uh, if you will give me a moment to change into something a bit more functional, I will be back up to escort you to the medical bay. Same. Thank yes. You. That. Okay. So yeah. as she stands up to leave, her son Bartholomew and Valentina follow her. Cynthia stands up behind Valentina and sort of kind of like makes a step or two in that direction. And, and then, then follows me. And then turns and ducks off toward you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> She's gonna watch me get dressed. Okay. <laughs> no, well, I, where do you? I mean, do you like stop right there? Do you take go all the way back to your room? Um, I mean, if I see that she's coming towards me, I'll pause and see what if she wants to discuss it here or not. Okay, so she looks around kind of nervous, like she's waiting to see who's there, who's it's leaving. Not. Okay, obviously Is this you're the same one that. Well, well, obviously you're staying there. Are you guys going back to your room? Staying there? I'm going back to my room to put on pants. Okay, fair You're enough. You're jealous that I found a pants. No, no, I like I don't mind wearing as long as it's not a pencil skirt, I'm fine. True. But I want to be to go do work, I want to be pants. wearing okay, fair more yeah. work clothes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I didn't think of it until you mention it, and then I go do the same. That's what I was gonna do, but now I'm I gotta put Putting wait. on my regular clothes. Okay. Um she says Can I can I ask you a question? This is I know this is probably like real common knowledge to you, but it's not to me. Okay. The bug eye, can it actually read minds or does it just hear really well? Oh. Not something you should call Archimedes. Did she hear that? No. I mean, did she? (laughs) (laughs) If she is, she's not here. Say that and you start looking around. She's sneaky. You're looking around to see if she's yeah. Here. <laughs> and she asked if she can. I'm sorry, I was taking back my bug eye. I was like, oh my god, for like throwing racist words out. <laughs> um, can she hear your thoughts? Is that what you're asking? I, I guess. Like, how how does their thing work? I think it's more intuition based. Remember, right? Yeah, that's intuition based. Yeah, yeah. it's more intuition based. Versus reading your thoughts. They can just feel that there's something going on versus actually knowing exactly what's going on. They can a lot make a lot of like assumptions based on the intuition they find. And they're usually right. I guess that's why Dad never wanted to surround them. Okay. Why? I don't know. I just assumed it's because they could like read minds or something. And No, you should go have a conversation with her. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, she says, "Color bug guy too." Really? Like she how do you, how do you how do you like even start that conversation? Just talk to him like a normal person. So like what what's it like to be, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't point and gesture. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I would just have like a candid conversation. Like you don't need to ask her about her. Okay. I mean, I think she'd be welcome to it, especially if you want to talk to her about something 
based on intelligence, she loves, she's very smart. She likes to talk. I assume it, she is a girl, right? Didn't we determine yes. that? Yeah, Archimedes. Yes. <laughs> Archimedes is female. I, I was, the, the biological distinction between male and female uh, Asta, it's the true Asta, the middle road Asta. You can tell, but it's it's kind of at a glance, maybe not, especially the robes don't help. Mm-hmm. Uh, the But once you hit the children of Asta, which is what? Archimedes is. Oh no, 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 no. It's like glad ants can tell because I can't. And oh, it's that sort of okay. thing. Of, okay. Yeah, they, their biology is so understated mm-hmm. and so androgynous that there is a difference. But a biological one, but, but not a phys- physical Not much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very, very hard to tell. But you would know that Archimedes is female. So. Okay. Um, but you could just talk to her so that you can understand that they're not scary yeah but if she knows what i'm thinking i don't know what she's thinking then she doesn't know what you're thinking she in, in she knows the intuition based off of intuition she can't read your mind okay well maybe i'll try to talk to her later do it can you let someone know when she's done working for the night because i really don't want to get in the way yeah absolutely thank you i i appreciate that no problem she like pauses for a minute and like kind of like starts to curtsy then starts to try and shake your hand then starts to curtsy then (laughs) eventually just kind of gives a half bow and leaves the room (laughs) so where did archimedes go since she doesn't need to change yeah uh she did go back to her room okay because after i change i want to Drop by before going back down. Okay. And just touch base. Okay, so you stop by Archimedes' room, you knock on the door, and she just calls out, come in. Her room is very Victorian-looking, lots of woodwork, dark, you know, like burgundies and... Dark wood paneling. Dark wood paneling, yeah. And she's got a four-poster bed that right now she's just sitting under that the canopy of that four... Ghost uh, four poster bed uh, in what just pro- was probably some form of mental focus or meditation. What do you think of all of this? This excess opulence. She opens her eyes and she's like, "What do I think of it? Intellectually or emotionally? Both. Uh, intellectually, I would say it is a terrible waste of resources. That is my thought as well." Is uh, I understand wanting to live well, but this this is just honestly a bit stupid. And how do you possibly defend yourself with so many people coming in and out of the building that could easily be replaced? Well, I don't know, but they must have something of it down to a science if the shooter felt the need to shoot from outside. True. Just... It's overwhelmingly excess to me. Just too much. Too much waste. This bothers you, doesn't it? It does. I mean, we're out there scrounging for resources, and they have a whole orchestra playing down there. She contemplates that for a moment and says, I... It's not that I disagree with you. It's that, um... You don't have the same... Emotion that I have. I, I hear people say this to each other. Solar say this to each other, meaning it to be cruel, 
I don't mean to be cruel. It is a naked statement of fact. It's hard for me to care. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. So what were you detecting with the the twin and the orchestra? Was that Cynthia who did that? No, it was the other one. It was Valentino. The same thing that I'm guessing you noticed. um, There was something about the direction of the orchestra that had her attention... And I felt very negative emotions from her. Hmm. I don't know what it was that direction, but something she saw over that way made her feel a great deal of regret. I can't imagine it's the orchestra itself. I doubt she's having a social crisis, maybe. But it's not what it felt like. It felt very personal, closer to guilt. Maybe she knows somebody in the orchestra. Perhaps she does. Direct boyfriend. Hmm. At that age, your uh, species has uh, many indiscretions. Yes. <laughs> uh, and forbidden is uh, adds to the excitement. And I'm sure her mother would not be happy if she was with somebody in the orchestra. Hmm. Well, I guess it's time to go look at a body. Yes, I suppose it is. She gets up and follows behind you. Um, so... Okay, you guys meet back up in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are led by, this time, the head of the household, uh, who walks you to one of the lifts, takes you down a couple of levels, walks you. This is a much more industrial-looking level of the building. Uh, not totally industrial. This place is not without its charm. It's certainly well clean, but it's also... Yeah, I mean, it's definitely more made for work than for... More functional than fun. Yes. Yeah. And on this level is a medical research facility and also a small hospital. And let me say small, okay? If it was not for the level of technology available, this would be a minor clinic. So it's just... It's only a handful of beds, but it's a handful of beds that have all the assets you could possibly want with them. Do they seem... And this is more like a setting question like they have more than other politicians or is this how they all are you want to hear the really uh irritate uh, strange fact actually one of the poorer ones oh (laughs) okay so this is like not uncommon oh no 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 i just didn't know if they were like i know like rich or rich but i didn't know if they were just like more hoity-toity than others yeah well, look, here's my cynical take on things. Let me stress, I'm kind of agitated at life right now. So if you guys are at home, well, those of you at home, please do not read into this as my politics or social views. I'm just, I'm agitated right now. But uh, the, generally speaking, who are the rich trying to impress? The other rich. Exactly. Yeah. Each other. Or the more rich. Exactly. The richer. It's, the, it, it's a status, it's a status why in Korea that, on the outside, you don't even really care about much. Let let's just even catch the nuance, right? Yeah, I, I couldn't have done this. Person has marble floors. And yeah, this person has I can't take one things. glance at somebody's watch yeah. and tell you what income bracket yeah. they're in. Yeah. Well, and we've we've heard all about this opulence, but I think this is probably the first time seeing it in person. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so it's we probably having, have seen some. You might have it's because for, it's yeah, my Hounsel. first time seeing it. We probably potentially had maybe not this crazy, but oh no, the forum is not nearly nearly, as crazy. But we at least understand some amount of formality. Yeah, the forum the forum was paradisical, 
uh, because of the fact that everything was more or less provided for you and manicured yeah. for your benefit. It also did have a certain degree of formality to it because there is a pseudo-religion that surrounds what was originally the three powers of that planet. Only one of the three powers survived. But uh, So, yeah, this isn't totally foreign to you, but it used to be these are the kinds of things that you would find in a public space that would be someone... A combination of expression and consumption that's not a business arrangement. Mm. That it's... And not specifically a display of personal power. Correct. Mm -hmm. That, like, you've probably been to dinners like this, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't because... But it was because an orchestra wanted to perform and somebody wanted to cook. It was like a charity or... Yeah, or who knows what. It's It was a very... You guys were provided for and pampered, but it was not by the labor of other humans got it it would this is what watcher governor and defender did for you okay uh and of those only watchers survived okay makes sense but yeah so this you've never seen this as one person's thing before and not at the expense of others no right. and, least, and this well, is unusual yeah. at really a state level by which i mean that even the ultra wealthy within the other human states, they really find this to be pointlessly excessive. Okay. I mean, sure, you're going to find that one narcissistic bastard, but I mean, are are the people out there who have resources going to use them? Of course, but are they going to use them this weird, this lavishly? Are they going to construct their own personal like uh, no um, planets? I mean. <laughs> The culture yeah. of yeah. like this, this reflective like trying to one-upmanship like yeah, yeah precisely and the, the family you're guessing are probably seen largely as assets and indulgences and as such are kept well protected in a gilded cage mm-hmm. and somehow they got to daddy and this has now changed everything okay and but yeah this this level of decadence opulence just absolute excess this is not simply unique to a particular class of wealth. This is also culturally unique to where you are. Okay. Like I said, people equally or more wealthy in other empires would find this usually pointless. Can I make, uh, like, just as an assessment of, like, the whole time we've been here, kind of an overall view of things, can I make a, get a sense of not necessarily the, the family, Mm-hmm. But literally everybody else. And there's going to be that mask of, of good servant, I'm sure. Yeah. But is there an air of In nervousness, Latin. uncertainty, tension at all? Okay. Uh, give me either social or awareness plus. Do you have any solar culture? I have culture. That's good. That'll yep. work. As long as there's not an adjective that negates culture below it, like Cyrene culture. No, I have Asta culture, but... I have culture asta. Culture, okay, but culture but comes first. above, yes. So if culture comes first, then that's the one you get to roll. So yeah, the asta would be a specialization. Exactly. I'll give your choice between social and awareness. No, they're the same, except I have an extra thing. Well, there you go. That's the difference. And as always, you can push your luck if you want. I forgot about that. Uh, I'll say I won't. We'll just roll and see what happens. Because this is me just like realizing I want to see if I get a feeling. Uh, eight. Um... I think there there is tension 
But the tension you sense is you don't think it's because of your presence specifically. Like people are all worried that someone's about to get caught or it's more like you could tell these are people who are so used to living in this microcosm. I mean, as big as this building is, for all you know, it may full well be an arcology. Mm -hmm. It's possible anyone who works here lives here. Right. But you think it's just more they are not used to this amount of disruption, disruption, exposure, public interest. You know, for those that have to run errands or who don't live here, the media coverage outside that you think it's just nobody likes where the 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 culture of the business for lack of a better term is at right now but it's more that than nervousness that you're about to find their drug ring okay no that's fine that's what just kind of what a sense of yeah that's it that's what i was looking for okay um, uh i got some go ahead um while i'm in my room i'm gonna like just kind of look for uh microphones or Anything like that. Okay, checking to see if your room is bugged. Uh, That's going to be intelligence, which for you should be at least two dice. Plus, what do you got for technology? Uh, Or do you have survival? Because if you have a certain kind of survival, that also can be used to find surveillance. I got engineering. I'll give you that one. Okay. So that plus intelligence. Yeah, I love my character was paranoid about being shot, but hadn't didn't even think about that. It is the perfect thing for Emmett to think about, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a nine, eleven. Okay. Um, are you willing to push your luck? Because you were one shy of what I wanted to see. Sure. Um, what do I roll for luck? That's any up to die you. And you any, want... any die from a D4 to a D12. And you want an even number? An even number is in your favor, and odd number is subtracted. We'll go with the D4. Okay, so D4. Ooh. Roll the one. Okay, so. Now, down to a 10. Oh. All right, Beethoven comes out. All right. So I want him to be successful in this. This is Emmett. He's paranoid. No, nope. okay, Doug, <laughs> it's okay. No, you don't even need to roll for it. Okay. Well, you just Beethoven Beethoven means is. you win. What, Beethoven. So you automatically, okay. Yeah, this is what Emmett does. He's, yeah. And he's paranoid, and he's good at it, and he succeeds. Okay, so there is surveillance in your room. But when you trace the, the well, I guess what we'll call a bug. So when you start tracing the surveillance device, uh, you notice that it faces the room at a somewhat unusual angle. It is planted near the front door to the foyer to your room. And yes, your room does have a foyer. <laughs> and is facing toward the back of that little mini hallway going down your bedroom, uh, toward an outside window. So it would maybe catch someone walking into the room, but it's not going to get a whole lot of them. You don't think whatever this is, it's not, you don't think it's you. It's here to observe. It's looks like it's observing the perimeter. Yeah. It appears to be looking outside, not inside. Now, once again, it would catch a bit of inside. So if you were to walk past it, it would note you entering the room. It might catch, you know, your head or something. Okay. But it's the angle that it's at, unless you went all the way down to the window, it wouldn't catch you. Uh, I'm going to act like I didn't see that little wise move. Surveillance <laughs> thing. And um, easy enough to do. Yeah. Now that you know where it Not is. Not pointing it out is a very good move. And then look out the window. 
Okay, so you walk over to the window, um, and you look out the window. Um, From where you're standing, uh, you are able to uh, get a pretty good view down to where that Roomba was. Okay. Um, All right, I got a question to ask later. So you were looking vaguely in the direction the shot came from. Yeah, that's. I was gonna ask it um, if they knew where the shot came from. You've been told that the surveillance in the building was off at the time that this occurred. Now you don't know if this is part of the standard building surveillance or is this is a separate thing that only a handful of people or maybe no one knows about. But if the Roomba caught a video of it, they should know where where the person was that they caught the video of. Correct. Okay. Um, but to learn anything more about this, you would have to unmask. You'd have Roomba? to disturb it. Yeah. Well, yeah. the Roomba, the, the, I mean, the bug in his room. You'd yeah. have you'd have to start yeah. messing with it. Yeah. You know, I don't think that was his question. He was asking, "Do we know where the where the shot came from? Where the guy was when he shot?" Oh, oh, that's yeah. what I. Was, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, okay. Yes, 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 yes. I'm sorry. Was it behind the grassy knoll? Yes, it was. <laughs> and uh, except for the fact the grassy knoll's a balcony restaurant, he was about midway <laughs> off a uh, building. Oh, okay. But he fired from near a bistro on a relatively secluded outdoor balcony. Okay. Now, does that does my room go out to an, a balcony or by any chance? Not unless you got a parachute. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess you'll hit a balcony either way, but not not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all I got for now. Okay. All right. So you guys uh, are taken into the room where uh, there is a. I guess we'll call it a pod. It's a white medical pod, uh, transparent top. Uh, it's a. Similar, it's not the same make and model, but it's similar to the medical storage device that you got Kai out of. Uh, this one is smaller, this one was not meant to be moved. I mean, it can be, but there are no, there's no shortage of at any given moment high end hardware that is tending to the body that is in storage. Uh, and, all the readouts, yes, all the readouts. Uh, Medical robots you didn't even know had been put into production yet. I mean, things like that. <laughs> yeah, a couple that I have to look at twice to figure out what they're doing. Like, oh, I didn't know they made that. Cool. But as you enter the room, one of the robots turns, looks at you. It's, a, it's considered in poor taste to make anything look too human. Mm-hmm. But in order to interact with it, they do like to make robots somewhat human. And so I would describe this thing's level of facial features as similar to the uh, more advanced androids in the Will Smith iRobot movie, where it's kind of human-ish, but still very rubbery and not quite Uncanny Valley-ish. And he smiles and approaches you and extends a hand, cold hand, but... And and I... Mary finds this weird, but I think Mardigan is used to it, so yes. Accepts the handshake and... Welcome, Dr. Voigt. I have been told to expect you. You may call me Dr. A. I was the first purchase of the current round of medical units. I was going to ask, where's B? (laughs) (laughs) Assigned lesser tasks. Um, A1, we nickname you Saucy. (laughs) 
AKA. There's a lot at stake on that. (laughs) How would you like to begin? Uh, Overall view first, and then um, look more specifically at the vitals of the, the, the patient and the Okay, uh, so you go take. You're going to go take a look at him. Uh, the vitals, his vitals are stable, but are being sustained by machine. So it, they're actually wonderful. Probably the healthiest vitals you've ever seen because they're not real, <laughs> but uh, or at least not unassisted. But well, it, and then I want to go look and see. Like, is this because his brainstem is destroyed to a point where it can't, or is it just because we're trying to keep the stress off of it? it more that it's okay. this more of this would be the equivalent, especially because it's not clear if he's alive or dead. That he is in something close to a medically induced coma. Okay. That they will not allow him to regain consciousness until it is determined uh, whether because. It gets into a weird bit of the way they view the law about that. The question is not, is he alive or dead? Right. The question is, was he alive or dead the moment it happened? And until that is decided, they're not allowed to even wake him up. Even if it was possible, it is illegal to wake him up because to do so would be to treat him as alive. But is the physical damage already repaired? Okay. Yes and no. So the physical damage in terms of any degradation to the body below the neck has been treated, smoothed out, but that's not where the injury, the major injury was to begin with. There might have been some burn marks or scratches or something, but that's not where the real damage was. The skull, which has a very clear burn mark on it and a very nasty looking one, and if it was not for the fact that you guys do this for a living, this would be a very, very disturbing scene to look at. I mean, at. it's still disturbing to me. Well, I mean, it probably not to should you. be. It's not, yeah, it's not to me. me. But, uh, yeah. yeah, there's definitely a burn mark on his head. Uh, his eyes are, have been, have been closed. Uh, and that damage has not been repaired. Okay. It is being sustained. But the, his body is being kept alive by artificial means such that they could keep the body alive indefinitely. It just all the things that the autonomic systems, the brain, whatever would normally do, machines are now doing for him. Okay, and the brain can't get any extra damage for not getting. Oh, that's correct. It is. It is There's stabilized. There's enough stasis that correct. it's it's not going to suffer from lack of oxygen right. or anything else. But they care. They're not allowed to do even cosmetic repairs to his head until final termination of his perk is made. Okay. Okay. Um, who's all in the the room. I was assuming all of you. Yeah, we're all down there. Unless it's, no. someone will say they're not is going. No, I meant uh, like Archimedes there. Yeah, she yeah. was coming with okay. me on when oh, we were going right. down there. Yeah. Are there any like um, other people besides us? Or just the or? medical people? Uh, the head of the, the house is still you... in there. Yeah, the okay. head of the the so Terovich is still in there. Not security dude. Uh, the high guard no. Mm. Um, and the yeah, you got the medical robots in there, and there's probably security guards outside, like regular security outside. Uh, the high guard is not currently with you. Okay. Okay. Is it just us? Is the family here or no? Uh, yes. While you are in there, you will be joined by Alicia. Okay. So we'll Alicia have a, joins a few minutes you. before. She yes. Gets there. She okay. comes. She walks in. Uh, you're not sure how what she's wearing now is any more functional and less overstated than what she was wearing before, but she comes walking in and uh, has a uh, 
handkerchief clutched to her mouth and nose. Not that it stinks in here, even really smells like anything. You think it's more of just a subconscious gesture because of how gruesome the scene is in that pod? I mean, it's not blood. Guess, yeah. It's not blood and guts. It's just guts. But, I mean, or in this case, someone's brain kind of exposed. I'm also, I'm thinking that this is not in polite society, but this is definitely referred to as a glass coffin in the in the trade. <laughs> That's Yeah, probably. Uh, and she s- tries to walk towards you and then turns away and says, Excuse me, I just... I'm sorry, but I, I I just can't bear the sight of him like that. Oh, I understand. You're fine. Um, Tervich, you're dismissed. He nods and leave, dutifully leaves the room. She's like, she's taking a minute to just like keep looking over scans of things, and then she'll uh, like turn away from it and like so that move to a place where she can talk to uh, Alicia without her having to be okay directly facing. Uh, Alicia accepts, probably even picks up what you're doing. This is definitely not a dumb woman. Mm-hmm. Um, this woman's you're just there's a role that she's playing. There's a role that life has forced her to play, but then there's who she really is. And I don't mean to say that who she really is is like a hardworking dancer trying to come up in New York City. <laughs> I, I, but I mean, like, she's... She had know, a job before this that probably required Yeah, and she's had some outside. She hasn't spent her whole life mm-hmm. in this. Um, and she's got... And probably because her role requires her to have it. She has her own savvy. She has her own acumen. Mm-hmm. Because... Her role requires it. Right. Uh, and she upon, so she kind of picks up what you're doing and takes that spot where she can't see the body and says, I, I can guess what it's like for you, all of you, to see this scene. It is something we are familiar with, yes. It's- I don't mean my ex, well, I, I should say, I don't mean my husband. She would not say extra late. I was, uh, I, I don't, I don't mean my husband. I mean this whole place. I mean no, the medical nature of it, or the I think she means the whole the whole house. I mean the very, very unique and stifling culture that is Midian. It is unfamiliar. yes. Yes, very. It is a bit overwhelming. How long have you been here? Uh. How long have you lived in Midian? I have lived somewhere on the planet most of my life. I have not always lived here, but I have lived here for some time. I I think what I want to communicate is that as excessive as this life is, as in some ways both remarkable and terrifying as this life is, that one of the pains that we struggle with deeply here is how few people we are allowed to trust and allowed to know. And so when we lose one of them, it's different for us. I don't think that anyone, I know people out there, or have known people who have lost someone and had no one left. I have very few left. I hope that what you do will be fair and compassionate because for whatever you see around you and whatever that stirs up in your spirit, we are still people living in a very confusing place. 
I can assure you we would not let any personal feelings interfere with this investigation. We're here to find out what is his percentage? Was someone trying to kill him? We want to build this case. And not to be, I don't want to offend, but he could be anybody. We would treat it the same way. I appreciate that. Um, if there's nothing more that you require from me, then I'll get out of your way so that I'm not influencing your investigation. Can I ask you something before you leave real quick? Of course. Um, do you know how he was going to vote for those bills by any chance? Or did he keep that to himself? Would she? Uh, ooh. You know, I'm not even doing rolls on this. It's a direct question, and she wants this solved. So, uh, there was always some degree of business and politicking that he kept me from. Because it kept me safer. Because the less I knew, the less anyone could take from me, and therefore the less valuable I'd be to take. But to answer your questions, I can at least give my best guesses on how I think he would vote. But ultimately, if you wanted to know any insight into how the man thinks, well, I am at least observant enough to know where he keeps things around his office. That is something we would need to look into, his personal records. Although I would ask, does he have any other confidant that you would know of? A work confidant? One of my daughters. One of them? Which one? Valentina. He, despite how similar Cynthia and Valentina are for reasons, some more obvious than others, Valentina's always had a bit more of a spark. And I think he saw something in that. He would talk to her about things that I think sometimes he wouldn't even talk to me about. So out of character, was she the one that was looking off Mm -hmm. in regret? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I suppose there's only one other uh, question that I had. Is there anything in his medical history that you know of that would uh, change or influence what we might find? She motions vaguely toward the pod and says one hole in his head as far as i know that's all that's significant okay understood i'm gonna do a weird experiment and see if i can figure out what frequency would mess with the surveillance system um just kind of like play with are you gonna just do that like in the middle of medical base try and hack the place or you because they've offered to show you everything. so Or do you want to just ask somebody to take you? Uh, probably better be better to ask. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure they have a head of security you could ask to talk to. Yeah, I want to talk to that guy. And we'll have, if we have access to the office, then we should have access to. Yeah, when you go to the, the head of security, uh, you're fairly quickly uh, intercepted by uh, Major Cantrell, uh, who shoes the security guard away. And says, why don't I walk with you? I think it, to be honest, uh, they've got their own internal issues, their own. I'm just saying I think you could probably use a set of eyes that are knowledgeable, but not. Biased? Biased, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nominal aphasia hits again. Sure. 
Um, so what happened with the surveillance system on that day? Do you know? Or Funny thing that. Okay, so you guys hit one of the elevators, start heading down to the security back in the medical bay. I'll come back to you. Back in the medical bay. Um, I don't know that I have... I. The only other thing I want to express to 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 Lady Alicia is she is that is that her title is she called Lady or is she like just uh no they would typically just call her Mrs Andrada okay but I mean that said you can call her what she's you know as much as she's aware of the environment she's in she doesn't seem to be to have lost herself to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she's probably used to being called any number of random things by people trying to get something from her. That's fair. And so basically, unless you call her like bitch face, I don't think she's going <laughs> to react. No, I think I think <laughs> I would just sort of default to Alicia because it's like a distinguishing she, name. That's fine. She responds to that. That's fine. She's she takes no offense. She takes it in stride. Okay. Um, I I just wanted to let you know that while we will be as thorough and as unbiased as we can be here, loss is something we are not unfamiliar with. And if we can possibly bring him back, we will. I appreciate that. I hope I can simply impress upon you that should all things be equal, he was my world. I would like to prepare you for if we bring him back with what the amount he has lost, it, there may be things he doesn't remember. He may not be quite the same. I truly hope we find and we're able to bring him back, but I do just want to prepare you for that, that sometimes the nature of the injury can cause some confusion. I'll do my best to... Help him. I'll get the best specialist I can find. And and that's all you can really ask for, to have that type of support. Social support, rehabilitation, We will. I will see to it that all of it is provided for. We will do what we can. Thank you. I'll be around if you need me. Okay. She excuses herself from the room. Uh, uh, the question I have not you yet. You got a note from Henry Leon that your contract has just changed. Oh, God. Ooh. Oh, uh, uh, before I read that, yeah, what the we we got an estimate of fifty sixty percent. What does the machinery tell me in terms of how much of his brain is left? Forty eight point three, which is just below the legal limit of the Core Astro League. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. Core Astro League has the most uh, generous laws of any place that bothers having such laws. So go out into colonies and who right. cares? But within the the within the civilized galaxy. Coraster has the most generous laws at 50%, and he is just shy of it. 48.3. This would not be a hard upsell, but you will need a reason okay. of why he ought. Deserves. He is legally dead. Yeah. But it, at 48.3, it wouldn't take a big reason to bring him back. Especially just, not somebody that's important correct. with this much political backing mm-hmm. and reason to want him back. Okay. Yeah. Did Martin tell the rest of us about the X-117A? No, not yet. Okay. Because she's still trying to figure out what it is, and so she basically she got sort of absorbed in her own research and didn't think to bring it up yet. Okay. So, yeah, I checked the message. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, your contract is still 
base of two, negotiated two, the uh That was negotiated three. Yeah, it was negotiated. Well it was it was two Wait. plus another two three. plus three negotiated two. I feel like I'm in. Uh, Hold on, okay. I feel like I'm making the end of clue now. Right, okay. right, right, right. Two, two was the roll up roll. Yeah. Two was the negotiation. What was the base pay either way? Base was two thousand two hundred k. Okay. And then we had a bonus of three hundred k if we get him back. Okay. Alive. And then you bargain that up another two. Okay. So we'll just go and split those coins. So right now your base guaranteed is three. Okay. Uh, your bonus for finding him alive just went up by two hundred grand. Oh. And wow. is now up to six hundred grand, so this is nearly a million dollar contract. Okay, that's a lot of upgrades to this. That ship. is. That is Do we have any idea what might have prompted that? You just got done talking to Alicia, right? But we weren't broadcasting him. that. Yeah, but she may have hired. She may have been the one oh. that hired him. So once she got done talking with you. If Two Hills was the one that actually put the job on the books, right? Maybe some, he found something out while he was. That's that's my question: is yeah. who found out what? Because it wasn't directly related to what we were saying. Because if it happened while we were talking to her, right now you've got a couple major leads for investigation. Yeah, one is within the building itself, mm-hmm. so within the uh, Andrada compound. The other is to go across town a bit. To that'll likely be me, Maris. To Maris's mm-hmm. compound. The third lead that you know you have is uh, Doctor Gary, mm-hmm. and then the fourth one is you know that Amber Brooks knows something about this, and she really wants to talk to because someone on her bridge may very well be the trigger man, right? And so uh, I realize it's kind of an awkward spot. Yeah, but it's 11. But yeah. It's 11, and this is about, and th- these next couple of things. So let me write down those, those four real quick. So we have. And don't forget to well, write down that we're getting ready to do Doug's security. So Andrada. Oh, uh, that will go ahead and resolve. So let's do one thing. Let's do. Okay. So there's Andrada. There's. Um, Maris. Maris. I'm very interested in going through the journals. I kind of feel like next session might be a split the party thing because yeah, we I'm each go. have specific things we're interested in yep. digging into. Yeah. I absolutely need to go study where it was shot from because so, that's my job in Dr. general. Dr. Gary, and then uh, I suddenly blanked out what your fourth lead was. Huh? Dr. Gary. Amber, uh, Brooks. Amber Brooks. Amber Brooks is your fourth lead. Yep. Okay, so I'm making a note of those. Okay, so Doug. We will close out then on you going down to the security. And I do have a question for you guys, which is who is going where? And if you want to go through them together so you're not splitting the party, then I will I will make sure that I'm not going to force you to split the party. Like there's information you can only get. I mean, especially since from anywhere you can make a phone call. I said we have call. angel contact. Like, yeah, yeah. You can make a phone call from anywhere. So, uh, all right. But. So, Doug, you go down to the main security suite. Uh, it's about midway through the building, and there is actually an entire floor dedicated to the security personnel. It has uh, quarters. It has a shooting range. It has classrooms. It's got uh, various camera rooms, things like that, observation rooms. This is kind of the beating heart of security for the whole place. You also notice pretty quickly that this is the only floor of the building you've seen so far that has no windows. Like, literally none. Uh, there are some that, for the sake of keeping people from going nuts, 
are doing balanced light projections, but it, you're smart enough and an engineer, you know, when you're looking at a, at a projection versus a real window. So there's something there that does seem to reflect what's actually outside just so people don't feel too cooped up, but none of these are real. Okay. Um, he takes you to an observation room, and as you guys are walking, you can feel there's a fair bit of tension between the security staff that's present and this guy. That every time he walks past, they're a bit uncomfortable. And you are not sure if that's because of his position, because he does have a very high and prestigious position. You're not sure if it's because of the fact that this is one of those copy pasta, I can kill a man with a quarter sort of things, because uh, he really kind of is that scary. Uh, or is this just an, you're an outsider? Or do they not like the fact that an outsider's poking around in their business? Uh, you're not sure what the issue is, but there seems to be some kind of social discomfort between the uh, between the Andrada guards and the high guard. Okay. So uh, the major says, so this is where they were. He walks you into a room. You see some consoles, projections. Some humans in there, several robots in there. This is where they would normally observe everything from. Whole system went offline on grounds of a rather sophisticated virus implanted here. Not necessarily this room, but on premise. So a virus disabled your security system? Briefly. It was not terribly long. It did enough that while our own countermeasures... Sorry, he wouldn't say that. Well, their own countermeasures caught the virus and was able to remove it when the system was reset. It did go through a brief reset period. So it was offline for about 30 seconds. Now, in once it started up again, security caught it and removed it. Okay. I'm going to look around and like make sure. Is there anyone watching me? Or oh, is yeah. It... There's people all over the place down okay. here. Is anyone like looking at us in particular when we're talking or um there's people close enough by to hear you uh you don't if they're i mean you they probably are because you're the most unusual thing in here but no one's like trying to um what, what is it you're looking to accomplish i'm seeing if anyone's um eavesdropping basically uh, if so it's by virtue of the size of the room and the number of people in there it's not by it's not because they are trying to. Okay. All right. Um, I ask them, do you know if all, all the seat, the uh, surveillance was disabled by any chance or? Everything. Everything that was within that network. Uh-huh. Um, do you have an idea where that shot was taken from? Would they know? I thought we knew. You know. Yeah. But if, correct me if I'm wrong, how, I know you guys got it from the footage on the Roomba. Mm-hmm. Matthias mm-hmm. found it. It yeah. was... Uh, I, I, I remember I asking remember. the question on the rec- on the episode I thought we- of, uh, was this public knowledge? And the answer was yes, because that's the only reason that they're admitting anything happened, was because this the footage got leaked. Okay. Yeah, and I, th- I thought we could discern... A, a vague direction. We don't know exactly yes. like where, but you can, like a vague yes, idea. you can discern a vague direction. Yeah. 
Um, so you and you've been looking in that direction. So yeah. you know what's over there, at least know how to find what's over there. Yeah, because I I asked the question because I was going to have the footage get leaked of the uh, sniper if it wasn't already out there, but it was out there. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was just a... Matthias was really good at the spoogle. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, uh, Doug, is there anything else you want on this visit? You will obviously be able to come back later, uh, but is there anything else you want to try for right this second? Uh, no. Okay. That's it. Can I get a clarification? Sure. Was it the virus itself that downed the system, or was it the system finding the virus and having to reset that turned off the cameras for a That's long enough a to That's a fabulous shot? question. He gave an answer to that, but you're not sure he would know. Okay. Uh, the answer that he gave, that the high guard, the major gave, we should start calling him major to differentiate him from the other guards. That's what I've been writing. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the major, what he said was the virus was caught when the system reset. So, basically, it was self-checking mm-hmm. now which came first did the virus force the system down or did, or did the system cut itself off to deal get, with the virus get with the rid of the virus okay that you don't know okay um that would be a wonderful thing if you want to note that to investigate okay um Matthias now and it's possible you. their security would know right but the question hasn't been asked, and, and yeah, the, he's, the major does not. And the major's not a technologist. Gotcha. He's very good at what he does, and doing computer stuff is really not his specialty. Charles. Okay. So now you want to tell us what, tell you what we're doing? Uh, well, at least let me know this. Mm-hmm. Do you guys intend to stick together and make calls or move from place to place, or do you guys genuinely intend to separate? I'll probably go by myself for my two things because they're... <laughs> So, in your case... okay. I'm going to go check out the Maris. So, Sky, you're going to do Maris? Yeah, and I'm going to try to, like... Charlie. My sniping. <laughs> well, that's Charlie Nova. Sorry, we had the dog it's, storming in here. All right, uh, Because do? of my knowledge on sniping, I'm going to try to set up where the sniper was. And okay, where so it you're going to talk to Maris, and you're mm-hmm. also going to check the sniping position. And then I'm also going to talk to Amber Rose at some point. So, those are my Amber things. Brooks. Oh, Brooks, dang it! Uh... Amber who, Brooks. Who is Amber Rose? She's a really hot woman. That's how she yeah, is. All I can say is apparently in my mind now, Amber Brooks has a is, big, thick booty. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, that's now anyway, all I'm picturing. She um, just has a huge... That's just what she looks she like to me in my brain now, ass too. Booty. Oh, man. Okay, and anyway, because mine are so, like, very me only, like, I probably won't bring it with me. Okay. Uh, Wade? I said my big focus is going to be trying to read through the journals, and I kind of see that as a he would want to... Be alone, solitary, while digging into him. When you say journals, do you mean the ones that he keeps in his office? Yes. So you're going to stay at Andrada, specifically the office. Yes. Okay? Uh, Emmett? I'm going to try and investigate the the virus, I guess. Okay, so you're staying at Andrada to look into, to look into the virus. Okay. And last but not least, Mardigan. Um, I think she's going to stay at Andrada for the first part to kind of comb through some of his genetic information and see if she can find any indicators of what this mysterious compound might have done. Ah, okay. And then uh, after that, depending on what she finds, either go search the office with Wade or go talk directly to Dr. Gary. But that'll okay, depend. so Andrada and Dr. Gary with a focus on what is X117A. <laughs> okay. 
Cool. That's all the notes I need for you guys. So once again, thank you for tuning in as always. And if I remember, I'll put a link to the galaxy map in the show notes. I think that was in an earlier episode if I forget, but we will catch everyone in a couple of weeks. 